they're so thankful. The preschool kindergarten can go over here and first through sixth grade, follow Jane out there. And then the middle school, high schoolers, I don't see Jim's around here somewhere. There he is right there. You guys, the older ones can follow Jim out there. Every once in a while, Mike and I like to tag team a message. And that's going to be today because we're starting a new series. And so we'll let that happen. And this is going to give me troubles today. Give me a second here. It's the only time that I sit down to preach. Me too, because we're usually up and getting all animated, but we're going to chill. We're just going to chill today. Mike, you're so antsy to get up here. I mean, you just wanted to just do it. So I, I, I was confused. <laughs> okay. All right. We are starting a new series today, and I'm excited about this series. And so let me start it out this way. 2000, just a little over 2,000 years ago, a bunch of disciples of Jesus were meeting at the temple in Jerusalem. And they'd been actually, and this, this wasn't the first day, they'd been doing this every day for the last 50 days, showing up at the temple, meeting together. Only this day was going to be different. This day, the church was literally going to come into existence for the first time in history. This day, the world was going to be changed forever. And the course of human history altered. And it's all because of a bunch of disciples decided to show up at the temple and meet together. And uh, what I want you to understand is that, you know, how many of you, by the way, have seen this? Okay, we got a big mural out in the foyer in the entryway. I handed each, well, each of you got handed one of the little things so you can take home. And we, we've put this together because what I want you to understand is that in that chapter, second chapter of Acts, the church began, changed the world. And our challenge in this sermon series is we want to become an Acts 2 church. We want to become like the Christians. And so we're going to spend the next couple months in Acts chapter 2. And the thing I want you to understand is that each of these locations show up in Acts chapter 2. So we created this to give all of you a concrete visualization of how you can experience God and reflect Christ. We've had this for a long time. And so we start at the trailhead. You begin down here and, and really you just show up. You just, you know, and then we encourage everybody to get on the friend's path and so it's not just about coming, it's about making relationships, becoming friends with people, getting connected relationally. And then we encourage everybody to get to base camp. Base camp is where you finally get serious about learning about your faith. And you might attend a Bible study or you might listen to you know, podcasts or, of course, you're reading your Bible and you're just learning, you're taking stuff in. And, uh, you know, we offer courses. We offer sometimes Financial Peace University. I teach conflict resolution. Mike does love and respect. We teach a lot of courses. And so you start learning and figuring out what it means to be a Christian. And then there's this thing we call Pilgrim's Path. And Pilgrim's Path is where you start making concrete decisions about following Jesus. It's where you first accept Jesus. I'm going to, okay, I'm, I'm done learning about Jesus. I'm going to make him my Lord and Savior. We decide to follow him. And then throughout our Christian life, we continue to make decisions. I'm going to turn this area that I'm struggling with over to God. I'm going to work on my marriage. 
I'm going to learn to bring my finances under the lordship of Jesus. We start making concrete. I'm going to become a servant and find a way of ministering and become of service. These are all decisions we make on the pilgrim's path. And so what we want to do to make disciples of this church is challenge each of you to get on the trail. Okay? Show up, make friends, learn, make decisions. And then we grow. We hit the valley and we start producing fruit. The thing is, each one of these milestones... We're going to discover that they're in Acts chapter 2. To become an Acts chapter 2 church, we need to get on the trail. And so the next, you know, messages, we're going to talk about each of those locations and show you how they are seen in Acts chapter 2, because that's that's what we're about. And so Mike and I are basically going to get us started on this very first step together, because we're both passionate about this. And the very first step is the trailhead. And the neat thing about the trailhead, the only thing you and I have to do to make this step is show up. <laughs> Just show up. And you'd be surprised at how hard that is for some people. And understand, we're not just talking about showing up at this meeting. It could be a home group. It could be some event. It could be some special activity that we're putting. But we just show up. And so take a look at verses 1 through 6 of Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one of them heard them speaking in his own language. That kind of amazing picture right there. Verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. The church, you know, that changed the world that day, it was because a bunch of disciples decided to show up. Okay? And, you know, they've been doing this for a while. There was no indication that this day was going to be any different than the other 50, you know, 49 days before. You know, it was just be another day. They had no idea that this day was going to be different. Can you imagine missing church that day? <laughs> Yeah, guys, I can't make it. I, I got to work on the yard. You know, guys, it's, I got relatives coming over. got to clean the house. You know, it's really nice out. I think we're going to go to the beach this Sunday. Can you imagine missing church on this day? I mean, yeah, that would be a bummer. But that's how it works. There's a lot of church. We just show up, and it's fun. It's, God's here. And then there's those Sundays where, man, the world changes. Life changes. Can you imagine missing church? On this day, they showed up, but there's more to think about. And let me just give you some perspective. Let's go, let's go back in the Old Testament a little bit. In Genesis chapter 22, God calls Abraham and says, Abraham! And Abraham shows up. He says, here I am. Here I am. That's what he said. Here I am. You know, at a roll call when you're there at class, here I am, here, here I am. And God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah, sacrifice him there. And, you, and some of you know the story. And, and the miracle is God was testing Abraham. And it was that day that God credited, credited Abraham's faith as righteous because he was willing to do that, but God provided another sacrifice. And then there's Exodus chapter 3. Moses is out taking care of the sheep, and he sees the burning bush. You all know the story. And, uh, and so Moses sees this, and he says, i got to go find out what this is. Moses shows up. 
He sees something, I'm going to check this out. And then in verse 4 of Exodus chapter 3, it says, When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, when the Lord saw that Moses had shown up, God called him from in the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses says, here I am. I'm here. And the rest is history. Life, you know, the world changed that day. In Isaiah, the great prophet Isaiah has this vision. And, you know, he sees the Lord seated on a throne high and exalted. And the Lord's glory fills the temple. It's like, can you imagine that? And then verse 8 of uh, Isaiah 6 Isaiah says, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Whom will go for us? And I said, here am I. Send me. And I, what would we do without Isaiah? What would we do Isaiah? And as Isaiah showed up and gave us all the, like some of the, almost the main prophecies about Jesus coming. Here I am. And Samuel, first Samuel, Samuel's lying down in the temple of the Lord when they are, when they are in the ark. And God spoke to him. And and three times, you know, Samuel, here am I. Samuel just showed up and became one of the first prophet, priests, and king in Old Testament history. I could really bury you with stories on this. Consider how the whole nation of Israel lines up on one side of the Jordan River to cross into the promised land. And God separates the water. He stops the river so that the people can walk across. And they entered into the promised land. They showed up. Can you imagine? They had something else to do. And uh, what other, some, some other stories. Consider how David shows up at the, at the Israeli camp and ends up facing the giant Goliath. He shows up. Imagine Elijah when he is meeting, you know, facing off with the Baal prophets on Mark Carmel, the pagan prophets, and faces off with them and calls the fire of God down to consume his sacrificing. And God does. Isaiah showed up. You know what all these stories have in common? The great stories in the Old Testament? How about the New Testament? We're in the book of Acts. John, Peter and John are showing up at the temple, and they see this guy who's been lame from birth, and the guy asks for money, and Peter says, Silver and gold I have none, but what I have I give to you. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. You know what all these stories have in common? It's God's people showing up. If we're going to become an Acts 2 church, we've got to show up. Amen. Uh, just... Just to let you know that uh, I looked up a few stats on this. So right now, according to a 2020 survey, the survey says, <laughs> uh, about 22% uh, people in the United States attend church every week. About 9% uh, almost every week. And then about once a month or less is about 11%. Seldom and never, there's 56% attend church seldom or never. And that's everybody. That includes believers, non-believers, and acquaintances. So one of the things we have in America, and probably a, a lot of places, is there's so much to do. Man, I'm going to watch the football game today. I'm going to watch the golf game, uh, the golf tournament sure. today. I'm going to, I'm going to play on my computer today. I'm going to go, and believe me, we're not saying that you have to show up every week. It's great to get away with the family, and that's wonderful. But there is such a, uh, incidentally, those stats are conclude their faith is very important to them. 
or uh, essential to them. That includes that, that in that same stat. So when your faith is important to you, when you really want to serve Jesus, I know you can be a believer. I, I know you can believe in Jesus and not come to church. But you will never be an effective servant of God without connecting. Because this is about connecting with one another. And once is great. Once a week is great. I'm so glad you're here. I got kind of happy when I saw so many people come. But uh, I'll tell you what. If we can find a way to connect even more, we grow more. That's... uh, I think it's hard to grow without connecting. Okay, so why is it so important? What happens when we show up? And we got a few things that we can point out. And Mike and I are going to talk about these things. The first thing is this. What happens when God's people show up? Well, when we show up, the church becomes visible. It becomes visible. Without us showing up, the church is not visible. And the more people show up, the more visible it is. In verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. You could see them. If you jump ahead to Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47, it says every day, not just once a week, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. People were watching them and going, man, something's going on with these people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, it just... When we do show up, let me just ask a question. Now, this is a pretty good turnout today, but we've been, it's, we've seen it even fuller than this, okay? People. How many of you get excited when you see people? People come to church, yeah, let's go! <laughs> That's how I feel inside. And when I get up here in the morning, I greet you, and, and a lot of people are here, I go, yeah! I get excited because I like seeing you. I like connecting. I like I just like being with you and knowing that we can worship our God together. We know that our God is present. Where two or more are gathered, he's there in the midst. And when there's more gathered, we can be even more aware that he's present. Amen? Amen. So, yeah, to show up is, that's the beginning. Amen. You made me think about, so I, I have two older boys who are grown out of the house. And every once in a while, we're able to get everybody together. And those of you who are older parents, and get, how, how great is it when you get your family together and, they, and everybody shows up? And how sad it is when one or more can't make it. It's kind of the same way. We get jazzed because it's God's family coming together and there's a connection and celebration. So, yeah, we become visible. The people out there need to see us. And the only way they see us is when we show up. And, and again, it's not just church. It can be home group. It can be, see us at Starbucks with, you know, you might be meeting with somebody on a weekly basis, having coffee and maybe just reading some scripture together. And people are sitting there and they hear you reading the Bible. Those people are one of those kinds of people. I don't even like to use this, this illustration, but I'm going to. So the other night we had a JV football game at Wilsonville High School. And I, you know, I help run the events there. And on Friday I was uh, at Langdon working. Uh, and one of the guys there said, hey, what was going on over there anyway? He says, I could hear the, all the crowd across the, across the river, and I could hear the echo of what's going on on Thursday night. I said, there was a JV football game. And it's like, there, there was actually quite a few people there for a JV game. Now, when our varsity game shows up this Friday night, it's going to be full, and it's going to be really loud. 
But there's something about when a group of people show up, even for a football game, people take notice. And they do that for soccer, too, just for my soccer family back here. (laughs) And so uh, it's just when people show up, people start, hey, what's going on? What's going on there? And I really would love for people to say, hey, what's going on there, Mike? What's going on there, Doug? What's going on at your place? Amen. I, I remember, how, do any of you remember Promise Keepers, the men's thing called Promise Keepers? So it was a big men's movement, and they had big men's meetings all over the place. Well, early on, they had a big men's meeting up when they had the kingdom, in the kingdom. And I went to that, and there's like 60,000 guys. That's a lot of guys. Can you imagine that many guys singing, How Great Thou Art? But here's what's cool. What we found out is when the men sang at the kingdom, they heard it's they could hear it all over the place, and people are going, "What the heck yeah. is going?" And it was men of God praising God, yeah. and it's kind of I could bear. Okay, so when we get together and show up, we become visible. That means they can see us, the world can see us, and God meant for us to reflect Christ. And when we don't show up, we don't reflect Christ. We're not visible. Okay. Secondly, this is kind of a cool one. When we show up, miracles happen. Okay. Verses two, 2 and 3, suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they're sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Verse 43 in Acts 2, everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. Now, I'm not suggesting that we need to have that level of supernatural miracle. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying the miracles that make a difference this day are not necessarily these kinds of miracles. And, uh, but I got to tell you, some miracles do need to happen. But the miracles, miracles we're looking for are not these kinds, because these kinds of miracles, they get people's attention, but they don't change lives. Okay. I mean, healings are great, but a lot of people just want to be healed and then go back to their normal life. Here's the miracles that really gets people's attention, a changed life. When you get someone who's being free from addiction, when you get a couple that their marriage is being healed, when you get someone who's been in depression for most of their life and is suddenly facing a day without depression, when you find people that have been living under, you know, a financial burden and finally figured out how to be free in Christ with their finances, when you find people who are, you know, joyous, happy, secure, you know, people look at that, man, what the heck is going on? That's miraculous. The, the changes in my life, are miraculous because I got to tell you, my experience of the things that God has brought me through has been because of the grace of God. And I get to proclaim that here. I get to exemplify it here. Miracles happen. And I couldn't have done it apart from everybody else. No one has their life changed on their own by themselves. It only happens in connection with other Christians. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, it's uh, that. Yes, I agree with you on that, brother. <laughs> uh, so many times uh, throughout my life, uh, after I came to Christ, uh, just being at church, not, well, throughout my, my history, after I came to Christ, being at church, there's been so many times somebody's come and prayed with me when I have issues before me. I'm at I'm at the meeting at the church or at the home group and people pray and 
there's been times they didn't even know what I was, was happening with me, and they prayed for me. And they, I've had people pray exactly what I needed at the time, and they didn't even know it. You think that built my faith? Sure. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's when you give yourself, give yourself an opportunity to connect, to show up, and to let God work. And there's been many times I've had the opportunity to pray with others so that God can do a miracle, whatever that miracle is. And so, yeah, praise God. And here's the thing you just made me think of. When we are under attack, when we're having a hard day, you know, our, our sin nature wants to isolate us. Being part of fellowship, we don't want to do it. And so showing up, we are, at, we are literally doing the right thing against all the inner forces that are teaching me to do something else. Because again, it's the Holy Spirit touches me through others. And I shut down the Holy Spirit's voice when I isolate. And so there's just this power and miracles happen. And then when I come... And I, sh- I can become a vehicle of the Holy Spirit to someone else. I'm not always here for myself. I don't come here just so I can be filled. I come here because I know that I could possibly be a connection for someone else. And it changes them. Miracles happen. Okay. Here's something else. When we show up, crowds gather. This is kind of weird. Verses 5 and 6, Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking his own language. So when something's happening in a church, it's kind of like God just brings people. Crowds, like, what's going on? And I, you know, I don't know. People come to this church for the weirdest reason. They, well, I just felt like I need to come. I was driving by, and it's just weird. And most people check the internet, but they're even on the internet. There's just something. We've got to check that church out. But when God is active in a church, when we become an Acts 2 church, the people out there, crowds just like, let's go check it out. Let's come. I don't know about you, but I like crowds. I like people. I, don't, I like it when non-Christians show up. Amen. Uh, you brought out a point, an important point just a few minutes ago, and that is it's not like Doug and I are everything because we're... <laughs> Not that big a deal. And, and that anybody who knows us knows that's the truth. You didn't have to agree right, so much. <laughs> but the dynamic is we all together are the body of Christ. Incidentally, this Amen. building is not the church. Amen. The church is sitting in these seats right here. It's you. It's us. And we all bring something of the Lord, Amen. a gift from the Lord, Amen. a dimension that nobody else can bring. You bring something here and to the people around us here that nobody else can bring. And God put you here so you can come. And I'll tell you what, we need you. You oh, need us. Both ways. Amen. Amen. And whoever you are sitting in the church, you're the church. Do this. Look at somebody you're sitting next to. Tell them. We're the church. Do that. We're the, We're church. the church. Amen. So, preach it, brother. I'll get going. I'll start standing. I got to be okay. careful. Okay. 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 Calm down. Okay. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> okay. Final thing. This was Mike's. Mike, I don't know why I missed this. But when we show up, God shows up. 
And it says all of them get in verse four, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay. It made me think of Matthew 18, verse 24, where two or three are come together in my name. I am there with them. I got to tell you, every time you add another Christian to the mix, it multiplies, it amplifies the presence of God. It just does. Mike kind of talked about this earlier. And, uh, and like he says, the more, it's not just the more the merrier, the more the filled. And, I, I, and I'm fine if two or three show up on a Sunday. And we've had Sundays where it's like, where is everybody? You know, you, you, it's, we're, it's the audience of one idea. We're not doing it for each other. We're doing it for God. Okay, so it doesn't matter if it's two or three or a thousand or a million. Okay, but I got to tell you, you know, when a bunch shows up, there's an energy. It's just undeniable. And God can work that. And, and there's times that God just brings people out of the woodwork and God shows up. <sighs> there's nothing like it. I, I yearn for that. I, it's one of the things I look forward in my life. And when it doesn't happen enough, I get depressed. <laughs> I just do. Just think about what happened here. So the Holy Spirit comes, poured out, the place shakes. And then they hear each other. So let, I don't know. Let's suppose we have a number of different languages, nationalities, languages yeah. here. Maybe there are some who speak Russian only. Maybe there's some who speak uh, Chinese only. Maybe there's some, whatever. It could be a mul- multiplicity. And, uh, and they all are talking and speaking and glorifying God. And so... I'm here, all I got is English, okay? That's all I know. Now, I know I got some brothers and sisters here who are bilingual, and I so respect that. I, and, but if, if somebody was here and just speaking in Russian or speaking in Chinese, this, that's what, this is what happened there. And they're all hearing them in their own language. So I would hear you're speaking in your own language, and I hear you speaking in English, and you're going, glory to God. God is awesome. Look at how awesome God is. Praise God. That's what everybody was saying. They were glorifying God. And everybody heard him in their own language. Let me transition that for you. When we show up and we begin to connect with each other and we get, begin to know each other's heart, we start speaking each other's language. Because all of us, no matter what nationality we are, have a language we can hear. The language in your heart, the language that you know. Not all of us are the same, we're all different. And so that's how God created it. And we start showing up and just connecting with each other. I think some of the most powerful times we have, Doug, are our eating time. The, oh, potlucks. Yeah. So we get together, we just are chatting. And God opens up all kinds of doors. So we have a potluck every once a month. And uh, next week is potluck. Next week is the month. And it's so incredible. By the way, yeah, next week is a potluck. No, we was... I didn't say that for that reason. Uh, but what happens is, you know, people, the food's really good. And so what happens is people are over this great food and they start talking and they get to know each other's heart. And we begin to speak each other's language. Do you realize how awesome that is? Amen. You realize how God uses that? 
And so when we show up and we begin to connect, we get to know each other and be able to speak to each other's heart. Doug and I are very good friends. We've been together 14 years, 13 years. When, how long? At least been, 13, maybe 14. Well, Becky, since we've you. come, so Becky's been 15, 16. Yeah, she's like way back. <laughs> <laughs> Becky leads the preschool here. teaches the, yes, uh, the preschool. So, uh, but I, I mean, I know Doug. I kind of know when he's up. I know when he's down. Uh, I know what he understands. He knows me, knows when I'm up, down, knows what I understand. And we're able to speak into each other's heart because of the connection we have. That's why it's the dynamic of joining together, showing up, and connecting with each other is so important. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. So we're looking for this building to shake and for people to speak in tongues. Well, maybe you're not looking for that. But be that as it may, the miracle is already happening if you let God use you right now. Okay, so you made me think of something else, and we're, we're going <laughs> to... And so when we talk about speaking languages, there's more... It's, it's deeper than just literal language. Each one of you has a connection to a people group out there that Mike and I don't have a group or a connection to. And so each one of you speak a language to your group. And so let me pick on Rudy. Rudy's over here, and Rudy's not feeling too great, but... So, and by the way, we have a diverse church. I don't know if you realize this. We've got quite a diversity going on here, and I love it. Rudy, Rudy and Tavia show up, and they both have great stories. But Rudy comes, yeah, yeah, I was a clown for two years at Barnum & Bailey Circus. <laughs> what? <laughs> we say, what? And, uh, and so he was, and he's a, he's a skater. He's, he's out there skating. We, uh, my son gave him basically one of these one wheels. And he's out there downtown Portland with all the skaters skating around, in the middle, you know, and doing stuff. And I go, man, this guy is connected. He's speaking a language to people that Amen. I wouldn't talk to him. Right. And Jim Tiano's out there with our, our young people. He speaks their language. I mean, he's a kid, but he's, yeah, himself, right? Look him. He's just, it's, and he loves it, and he's speaking language. Each one of you have a language, and when we get together, man, God shows up and reaches people. Just let me think about that. Thank you for that. Okay, all right. So basically the challenge for today is for all of us to get on the trail. Last slide. There we go. You're going to get tired of this thing, you know, because we're going to be showing it to you. We just want to challenge you guys to get on the trail. And the first thing is just show up. And again, God does the work. We're just responding to him step by step. And we'd like to see God, Acts 2 Church, happen here. And I think it can happen. We just need to follow the path that God has showed for us. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's all be standing for a closing word of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this day you've given us. And uh, we just thank you that you love us. We thank you that you're still uh, the God that brought the church into existence. And we'd like to see that happen here in our world, in our part of the planet. And we're looking to you, Father. So we want to do our part, but we're counting on you to do yours. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, we are going to be giving you a special gift. You're going to get a special, really cool gift next week. So come for it. Don't miss it. That's true. It's true.